Doc Nas D., born and raised on the West Coast in the city of Compton, began rapping under the name Master D at 12 years old and decided to change that to Double D after learning Grandmaster D's name of Houdini. This name would remain until the early 2000s, when it got changed to Doc Lickemlo. It was a phase. It made its final transition in the 2010s, but let's backtrack. Before rapping, Doc had ambitions of being a writer, a trumpet player, a drummer, and even a dancer. He began pop-locking first, then rapping, followed by beatboxing, then bombing, then finally DJing, which he learned from Gilly Gill. Hip-hop has always been his life. He also became a member of the Zulu Nation in 1994, shortly after being head writer for Fat Magazine. The performing bug once again caught a hold, and he toured most of the 1990s with Thump Records and Low Rider Magazine, as well as speaking from time to time at universities. Today, Doc still does music as an MC and producer, but also enjoys the life as an entrepreneur and Zulu Union King. With that being said, people, let us introduce a warm welcome to Mr. Dion Edwards, better known as the MC Doc Nasty in the building. What's up, Doc? What's happening with you, brother? What's up? What's up? Pots and pans, grits and gravy. What's cracking, baby? <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, I'm not a grits person, man. You know, I just thought about really? that. I, I grew up with cream of wheat, so I've always liked cream of wheat over grits. I just well, never... it did have the black chef on the box. So that, that's right. I get that's it. right. That's right. That's that. I think that's why I really liked it. To be real, that's why I like that. Yeah, Uncle Ben's right. Had the black had the black man on it. So hey. Yep. Hey man, welcome inside Tigers Three One Five Radio, man. Hey, man, you know it's a pleasure to be here, man. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for allowing the time to get us on here with you know make this connection, brother. Hey, man. Um, as we heard in interview you represent the city that i'm from the capital cpt tell me more a little bit about the cpt about your part of the cpt because i got some questions oh man um well my sister was heavily involved in the street stuff so since i was the baby brother she tried her best to keep me out of that life and got my focus more on the music stuff as well as my father did. So um, I didn't run the streets half as much as she did, but, you know, she lived a better life when it came to that because she went to school with Dre. She hung out with Easy. They was peoples. Um, and my cousins, they they real tight with Shug's family and all this and that, whoopie whoop. And me, I'm going to school out in Wilmington. So, you know, here's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. Hey, so let's jump right into this interview. I got some questions, man, and, and, and feel free to expand on it if you like, you know. But so the first question, man, um, is what got you into hip-hop music? <clears throat> well, back in the early days, um, I wanted to be a musician first. Uh, I had this strong love for music. I got it from my father. Used to listen to K Day all the time. With, I mean, not K Day, um, KRLA with him. So I was getting the oldies and stuff from him. Um, my sister, she exposed me to a lot of the P Funk and uh, Earth Winds and Fires and stuff like that. So music's always been there. Then when hip hop started blossoming a little bit, 
We have all the electro hop stuff, you know, like the uh, Egyptian Lover and uh, every all that fast paced stuff where when we first started breaking and popping and stuff. I dug it, but I really wasn't thinking that's something that I really wanted to do yet. Sugar Hill Gang, they didn't move me. None, none of that moved me. I didn't get moved until I heard Run DMC perform live, and um, they did uh, Here We Go. When I heard that, that set it off. That, that's, that's when I was like, that's what I want to do. So that's from great. then I started, I started vibing off of Ice-T, uh, you know, um, N.C. Shan, then came L.L. Cool J, then King T, and, you know, it just created a monster from that point on. Man, you just took me right through a little bit of my history of hip-hop, because I'm an old head. I'm an old hip-hop head. So that takes me into what my next question is going to be. Who inspired you to make music? I know you mentioned well, certain artists. There are certain specific artists that you said, you know what, that's it. I know you. Yeah, when I heard him. when I heard Run, Run did it for me. I I swore up and down I was Run when I was at school. I I took the laces out of my Adidas. I I was Run. I, you know that was that was just it. Um, then LL Cool J came out, and then, you know it was all about my Kangos and stuff. Then so, you know they. They did a lot of the forming of me and my get down in the beginning um, and started giving me a really, really strong love for New York and a New York culture and the way that they did things. Um, but I still had love for the for the home stuff like, you know, King T and Mixmaster Spade and all in because that was in the hood. That's what we grew up off of. So I was I was also into that. But then the more I started listening to different artists like Ice T, uh, um, even Fresh Prince, uh, I got a lot of my stage presence from him. You know, a lot of the going back and forth with the DJs and incorporating the DJ and everything that I in every song that I did and everything that I wanted to get down with, I started. You know, I took took from him on that part. So, you know, um, it was a lot of different artists in the '80s that I that I borrowed from to put in this package of myself that pretty much got me to where I am now. Right. And shout out to, to Mixmaster Spade, man. I, I, I grew up with that cat too. You know, he was always in my neighborhood, you know, and him and uh, Toddy T and I went to school together, you know. So yeah, when Toddy's the homie. Yeah, when A was, uh, you know, we went to elementary and to high school until I left the high school, you know, and um, so I know them cats from around the way, you know, and they just, you know, mixed master passing down, you know, too way too soon, you know, way too yeah, soon. yeah, he did. So, so let me let me ask you another question. Um, now we're going to talk about a little bit about your creative way of doing music or your emceeing style. Okay, so. How would you describe the music that you typically create? That's a pretty good question. Um, it really depends on my mood. I'm kind of an enigma. My songs aren't aren't directed to go on one particular path. I'm an I'm an emotional writer. So whatever whatever is heavy on my mind or got me feeling the type of way then I'll go ahead and write about it. 
Now, depending on what the topic is, it'll determine if it's going to be a West Coast beat or if I'm going to throw a East Coast boom bap beat on it. You know, it, it just it just depends. It's, it's all it's all depends on my emotions and what I'm feeling. Okay, I, I feel you. Well, listen, man. Um, you know, I'm quite sure. You know, being from the CPT. You know, somebody probably saying, well, "Well, what kind of music does he do?" We're gonna we're gonna listen to one of your tracks and and, and give get some feedback. You know, a little later on, but we're gonna listen to one of your tracks and then uh, come back to some to the interview. But I have some more questions after the track and what incorporated with this track and see how we can make this work. All right, so let's go. Let's get you got it. questions? I got answers. All right, that's what's up. So the, the title of this track, I think it's called um, Where I'm From, right? Which I'm kind of already knowing where you're from, but I want the people to know about the city where you're from, right? or where yeah, we're from, pretty much. So, you know, we're going to get it in. All right, let's go. I'm from a place where at night at 11 o'clock, I'm from the city that never sleeps, the hood that plays for keeps, where wolves devour the sheep. <laughs> I'm bearing witness to police corruption, I've seen obstruction, some gang abductions. <laughs> My city put the West on the map, we said fuck the police and really meant that. And if you listened, you would understand, cause three years before that, we called our battering rams. And now the whole country's doing the same thing, cause five dudes from my hood taught the world to gangbang. We put our city in this culture. Get blamed for killing if they picked apart by the vultures. Melodic flow you heard from drinking them. Only started cause it's made in ten. My city's known for the court landmark. But back in the 80s, it was Eve after dark. So this ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Love City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. So this ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Love City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. So I'm from the city that changed the game. Known nationwide by more than one name. Say what you want, but facts is facts. We got the number one producer and the king of scratch. Yeah, it matters. KD Mixed Masters wasn't many alive whose hands move fast to check it. I played demos in this car. Joe Cooley really won that new music seminar. <laughs> they wasn't ready for that. Flavor Flame even told them when they got to the back. But enough about that. We still hold it down, and as a matter of fact, so many legends, my hood state flossy, had dreams of someday joining the Compton Posse. The greatest city alive, I still rep the hub, and I wear it with pride. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Hub City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Hub City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. I'm from the city of responsibility. 
when you out of line, there's accountability. So you should really know your crowd. Not every dumb thought needs to be out loud. Green lights and getting touched on sight could happen with a quickness to tigers with no stripes. A Zulu king like Mufasa won't stand for suckers that's dissing on our rasa. I carry weight, so you best respect me. Talk about Mexicans, better do it correctly. Better yet, stick the shit that you know. Like chapter 13, jailbait and repose. <laughs> this ain't the lane you wanna be in. A racist video, like a European. I say it with my chest, with no hesitation. This is for Compton and the brown population. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Love City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Hub City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Hub City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. This ain't the city if you come as a tourist. Where I'm from, you can find me on Palmer and Burris. Where I'm from, Hub City is the home of the truest. Where I'm from, where I'm from. To be fair. Hey there, music enthusiasts. You're now tuned in to the Soulful Beats of Tigris 315 Radio. Follow us on social media and your favorite music streams to stay in the loop. We're bringing you the best of old school tunes, hip hop, country, R&B, and shining the spotlight on indie artists. We've got the music. Come catch the vibe at Tigris 315 Radio. Calling all musical enthusiasts, indie lovers, and groove seekers. Brace yourself for a sensational musical journey like no other. Tigers 315 Radio proudly presents L-I-V-E Live, the ultimate platform showcasing the brightest talent from indie music scene. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> I got to admit something. What's up? <laughs> you you put some people on the map yourself, man. You you gave some mad shout outs on that one song. <laughs> man, I love my city, man, and the people that built and the people that built this culture that we got over here, man. I had that's to right. I had to pay them homage. Hey, hey, that's hey, that's that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I, I got to give you credit, man, because. Uh, a lot of people, man, uh, real talk, do not, even from, who was from Compton, they move away, they don't come back, you know? Right. They don't. And so it's like that's that's the city. A lot of people, like you said, when you talked about, you know, NWA, you talked about Dre, you talked about my man Joe Cooley in the building. You know, I, I just, you know, I got mad props for them, you know, because I remember – when hip-hop came on the scene on the West Coast. I remember yeah. when watching myself personally, I remember watching um, Ice-T when he started just, when he was just doing the L.A. Sports Arena. Yeah. You know? And no one really was feeling him like 
at at that time because he, he was on he used to wear these uh the the black leather uh, gear on and stuff like that. Yeah, the rac- raccoon cat hat. Yeah, you know, and everybody, but he he kept kept with it. Now look at he's the godfather of the West Coast, you yep. know, because he put set the tone, and then NWA took it another step and just said, let's get on our back and let's roll. And look how many yep. rappers we got up and down the coast from from Northern California to Southern California. Thanks to that. Mm-hmm. Man, salute to you, man. That that was good. What what really uh, kind of self-explanatory, but what really prompted you to put where you from as a as your as a single there for you? I'm glad you asked that. Um, towards the middle of last year, even up to more recently, um, Compton and our artists have been getting a lot of a lot of flack undeservingly, um, and I do love New York with all my heart. I love what they brought and created, but there is a serious New York bias. Okay. Um, just the other day, I seen a video of Melly Mel giving Coogee Rap all kind of props for, for being so street and so gangster early on, but at the same time, we have uh, – D1 and um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Special Ed just, you know, saying that NWA caused the demise and destruction of hip-hop and this and that and whoop whoop while they ignored the fact that the thing about it back then is a lot different than how it is now. Yeah. Back then, artists Artists talked about what they saw, what they experienced, what was going on in their hood. You know, um, Melly Mel started it with the message. As soon as he did that, a lot of artists was over here was like, oh, damn, we can do that too? Yeah. We can talk about what we see? Yeah. Broken glass you know, and everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Scooby D comes out with yeah. his gangster stuff, putting, it, putting gangster rap on the map. Don't nobody on the East Coast say nothing about that. Right. As soon as NWA soon as NWA spits, oh, it, it's trouble. They destroyed hip hop and this and that and whoop and whoop. Yeah. And people talk about um how dope Drake is, but if it wasn't for Mixed Master Spade, you know, he's the one that started the whole singing rapping thing in the first place. Arrested Development even should pay homage to him for that. That's true. You know, West Coast, especially Compton, is the West Coast capital of hip-hop. There's a lot of stuff that New Yorkers don't give us credit for as far as bringing hip-hop to the culture. For instance, you know how they talk about graffiti started in the 60s or 70s out in New York? You go to the L.A. River, they have pieces in there that go back to the 1940s. Don't nobody talk about that. Poppin'. Pop locking, West Coast culture for sure. East Coast don't want to get no credit for that. Matter of fact, they stole popping from us. The pop lock, the original pop lockers didn't even want to be a part of the hip hop culture. But when they saw it on Soul Train, they started incorporating it in their b boying. We don't get no credit for that. It was the L.A. You know pop saying? lockers. It was L.A. pop lockers. That's you right. Yeah. Right. You know so. 
you know, I I, I want to make sure that I put my forefathers down and put their names out there and be like, you know, this is where a lot of this stuff started. This is the birthplace of a lot of this stuff. I respect the New York and everything about them, but I got the same kind of mentality they have. They love New York, but they love their boroughs more. I love hip-hop, but I love my city more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you on that. That's what's up, brother. That's what's up. All right, so let me ask you this question here. Uh, who would you, Who would you like as an MC to collaborate with, and who have you collaborated with? It's like a two-parter. I don't really have too many collaborations. I've been a black sheep most of my life. Um, but I did just do a song with my homeboy, uh, The Monster, and he's a part of um, Rhyme Syndicate. You know, um, so that joint's dope. It's going to be out next month. But to answer your other question, considering my style, the kind of stuff I, I talk about and choose to talk about, and a lot of it is like stories and stuff like that, I think it would probably be real dope to do a joint with Scarface. Ooh. Okay, so hold on. Hold on now. Hold on. I got a question for you. It, 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 I, I was waiting for you to, to let me, let me. I had it locked and loaded, so let's go. All right, so here's, here's my question, man. I asked this to another artist and because I, I, I like to pick people's brains, and you kind of took me right where I was going. So now here it is. Past, whether they're dead or alive, present to future. Which artist from the past, whether dead or alive, you would like to have collaborated with, dead or alive, okay, in the past, from the past, not this present time and not in the future, but past, dead or alive? Hmm. It would have been dope to do a song with MC Chan back in the day, because uh, I got I got I got some of my style from him as well, um, and I incorporated it into, into my own being. Um, LL would be probably LL, okay. probably no, LL, because okay. I think yeah. I think he would bring my pen game up even better. So, yeah, and okay. I was not expecting that question. So <laughs> I, told you, I got some questions, brother. I got <laughs> some questions. All right. So now, now, now we're going to move to the future, okay? Um, who in the future, because it's going to hit, your answer is going to trigger my next question, and you're going to see why. Who in the future? If you can say, they, they, they say, look, man, let's, let's do this joint together. Who are you going to work with? Who's going to be the one that you would be like, oh, I would love to get this call? To be honest, I can't think of any rappers that my style would go good with from a lot of nowadays rappers. And i tell you why. Um, oh, let me know if I talk too much because once no, I no, get okay. started on something Okay. So I, the thing with a lot of these new artists that are labeled hip-hop, 
they're really not hip hop. Um, and I've debated about this with a lot of people a lot. And um, it, it, I just can't think of any. Like the real hip hop heads now, the real MCs that get busy now, they're more like they're more like backpack rappers. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not really that's not really my get down, so to say. I mean, I can do it, but I'm not comfortable doing it for too long because I always have this need to actually say something. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just flexing, just flexing skills and depending so heavily on metaphors and similes and all that stuff. And that's what a lot of the real hip-hop artists do nowadays, which, you know, I have to be, like, in a serious mood to do that. So I, I really can't thank anybody now that I would want to get down with. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. So I'm I'm going I'm to hit you with one that, I, that came to mind. Okay. I'm going past. I'm not going present or future. I'm going past. I could have okay. really seen, because I would listen to your tracks, I could have listened and I, I, I always, whenever I listen to anybody's tracks, I don't care if it's present or they're a starving artist, new artist, uh, regular artist, you know, I close my eyes because I have to feel the beat. I got to hear it and see the lyrics without my eyes being open. You know? Right. So I'm going to tell you what, what, what you first, when I first heard everything, and I, like I said, I'm an old school head. My first artist, as soon as I heard it, and I haven't seen nobody since until you came along, was King T. That's Real like talk. the... That's like the biggest compliment ever, because like I said, he was one of my one of my idols too. You know what I'm saying? The whole part about wanting to be a part of the Compton Posse, him and Pooh was the reason why. Telling you, when I heard you, it, the the beat and how it's put together and how the flow was going, that's the first. And I said, man, that's why I said past and present. Which and I said, man, that would be, that would be, a dope one. Like working with someone to work with, you know. Now yeah. that that leads me to this question, okay? Now, picture yourself opening up for a, a an artist, okay? Mm-hmm. If you had to open up a show for an artist, for any artist in the world. Who would you want to open up for? The funny thing is, I opened up for most of them already. Okay. King T is about the only one I haven't done a show with. Oh, well, King T, if you're listening, homeboy, there you go. Putting yeah, it out he's there, about the only doing, one. doing that vine out there. Yeah, I, I yeah. you know, I can see that. Real talk, I can see that. You know, because yeah, I can see it. You know, I was like, wow, that, that, and, and I'm quite sure once we air this, somebody, I know those several people who are King T fan, you know, who down with King T, they going to know what I'm talking about because the, the music sounds like, boom, let's get it, you know? All right, so yeah. let, let, let's take a break and go right into our next, this next song here. Man, um, you got 
you got a couple you got another banger here man that's um that's really good man i was just sitting here like wow okay i'm thinking we're going to take a quick commercial break while i get this music set up so hold on one second we'll take a quick break everybody This is Tigers 315 Premium. Come catch the vibe with us. We are bringing you a variety of music from old school to mainstream to indie music artists. Tune in. Follow us daily. Catch the vibe. Yeah, man, I, on the real, though, that King T one, I, that's the first thing I heard about. Like, I, I, I thought uh, it came right to my mind. Yeah, yeah. I See, I didn't think I didn't think to say King T because he's kind of close to my circle. <clears throat> and, you know, the closest ones are always the hardest ones to see. So, But, yeah, you, you hit it on the nose. I would love to do a game with King T. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go right back to it. I got the music back now. <laughs> All right, so to get this uh, this joint underway, we're going to go right into your second joint that you have with this. Um, it's entitled, What You Know About It. So uh, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy this one. Let's get it. Really feel what you know about Polly Paul, what you know about Liz Love, what you know about Two face what you know about Come on, what's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. If you suit it up, marks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented boogie. What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. If you suit it up, marks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. It's that West Coast rhythm, that's how we live it. G-Funk and the speakers is the vibe we give it. That's how it goes down throughout the South Bay. Cause this type of shit that happens every day. With the front, back, side to side, puppet style, pop lock, finished off with a slide, or two-stepping. No matter the tempo, when it feels real good, close your eyes and bend low. That's the definition of a boogie. And when you know, you know. And if you don't, choose a rookie. Wilmington to L.A. Then up the park here, we let the funk play. <laughs> See why? What you know about it? Low right, what you know about it? Gold laces, what you know about it? Dana Dane's on the classic, what you know about it? What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. If you see up, marks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. If you see it up, marks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. It's that funk, that funk. Got your speakers vibrating in the back of the trunk. And if you don't mind, don't want to be too blunt. But Wislam don't play when he gets the stunt. The circle that I run with is loyal. I stand ten toes down when I rep my soil. But the funk translates all over town. No hate for my niggas who ain't feeling my sound. <laughs> the black sheep, something like a misfit. But my skin's thicker than the KFC biscuit. I never did enough representing the West. So I took a little patience just to bring out the best. See uh, walking what you know about it. <laughs> Low writing what you know about it. <laughs> Gold laces what you know about it. Dana Dane's on the classic what you know about it. What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. If you see it up, marks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. 
What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. Dicky suited up, marks get bullied. Neighborhoods up, represent it fully. It's the black and brown love, that north and south love, that golden yeah. state and Colorado love style. No offense to the other 49, but this is just a note for me and mine. Still bobby your head, so I guess you don't mind. This still love letter to the place where I grind. So turn it up and make it all the way live. And drive traffic to my music like the 405. I get lost in a loose leaf when the music's so funky. Reminiscing the bootsy every time that you bump me. Big ups to Mama Wiz for leaving her own. And God bless the child that got me in this zone. Sing uh, walking, what you know about it. Low riding, what you know about it. Gold laces, what you know about it. Dana Dane's on the classic, what you know about it. What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. Dicky suited up, mucks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. What's up? What's good? The homies don't dance, we boogie. Dicky suited up, mucks get boogie. Neighborhoods up, represented fully. Represent it fully. Represent it fully. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, what you know about it, what you know about it being played on Tigers 315 Radio. We sitting up in the building with Doc Nasty in the building from the capital CPT. Man, all right, so so let's get right into that one, man. Um, what what prompted that one? What prompted that one? What you know about it? Well, like I said in my song, um, I haven't been doing too many joints for the West Coast because I've been in my boom bap phase for a while. So I wanted to give back and my way of giving back was putting in as much as L.A. culture as I can in one song to, you know, put it out there and see, you know, what they know about it. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, that's what's up, man. Hey, okay, so listen. Here got another question for you. Um, mm-hmm. When you think about hip-hop today, you know, obviously, I'm old school. I'm old school. I've been old school. I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna get away from being old school. Okay. What do you think about today's music today? Not that you're hating on it or anything like that, but what is your <laughs> thought on today's music? It doesn't have any soul. It's just put out there to make a quick dollar. The the whole music industry changed in the mid-90s when corporations started buying up all the urban radio stations on the east, west, and the south, and then giving strict playlists to the east and west in particularly, and letting the south do what they wanted to do because they they knew the kind of messages that that would flow over from that. Because if you think about in the early 90s, everything was conscious. Conscious hip-hop was just all over the place. It was changing the game. It was, it was, it was, it was conscious rap that, that made the, made the um, street violence go down. It was the conscious rap that got people wanting to learn more about them, about self, you know, through X-Clan and 
public enemy yeah. and things of that nature. It was De La Soul that was showing everybody that you didn't have to wear dickies and everything and come at come as a gangster. You can just be yourself, like in me, myself, and I. Um, Poor Righteous Teachers was, you know, doing the same thing. Um, it made it made easy turn around and um, put stuff together for we all in the same gang and New Yorkers turn around and you know um, they and they did they joined you know yeah, self self destruction yeah so you know when they seen how all that was just changing the mindsets of everybody. That's when Clear Channel went in and then just brought up all the urban radio, and then they decided what was going to be out there and what was going to be played. Then they turned around and bought BET and all that other stuff and took away the good stuff that we had on there and started putting it, all that BS that they got on there now. And then when the, the um, social media, everybody's attention spans got that much shorter. Yeah, so yeah. now, the music nowadays has just turned to catchy, catchy sayings and catchy sounds that you know stick and you know, make make some good money for a hot minute until the next one comes along. Right. Nobody's putting the time in like they used to before. It used to take about a year to finish a project. Now it takes about ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? So. That we we gave up a lot of we gave up a lot of the soul, a lot of the spirit that we had in our music. You know, you can hear an old song now, and instantly it's going to bring back memories. It, you're going to remember exactly where you were when you heard it, exactly what you felt when you heard it, and all that stuff is just going to come pouring back. That's why those old songs last so long. That's why there's so many classics from back in the day. Yeah, ain't nobody yeah. gonna re- gonna remember none of this stuff twenty years from now. Yeah, you're right. I've always said that for for a long time. Yeah, it's all about marketing and commercialism. You know, they trying to make this the money. They throw the money out there to these youngsters, man, and uh, they eat it up. You know. Yeah, and here's you know, another they, thing: they they brand and all of that stuff. You know. Yeah, here's another thing. It's more expensive for a label or anybody else to make a mega superstar than it is to just keep getting these new artists and catching in and out real quick. Oh yeah. Because to make a to make a superstar, you got to, you know, you got to um you got to develop them. You know, you got to teach them what to say and what not to say, how to dress, how to carry themselves how to perform shows live, you know, you have to learn all that stuff. And it takes a lot of money and time to make that kind of superstar. You know, some people luck up and get and get in there and get it, but even the ones that kind of luck up, they're being brought up and molded by somebody who was around back when they were making superstars. You know what I'm saying? So labels don't want to put that much money into somebody and then have to wait and wait and wait for them to start making the big money. It's a lot easier to just cash in on a quick little 30-second sound bite of something that you think was hot on TikTok and get a few downloads and get a few saves on Spotify and stuff than it is to actually build a superstar. 
let me ask this question. Um, for people who like your 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 music, your fan base, right? Mm-hmm. What message would you give the, those people about the industry itself? If you're talking to somebody and they, they want to, you know, they come up to to Doc Nasty and they, you know, some young dude and he wants to get into the business or he wants to, you know, you're his favorite rapper or he likes your style, what would you tell him? The um, word of advice would you give to him? First thing, the first thing I would tell him is make sure that his paperwork is is correct. I would say get BMI first and then get ASCAP because if you get ASCAP first, you can't get BMI. And I tell them to make sure that, um, you know, they register every song that they do. Um, I would tell them to, to how to uh, go ahead and get their stuff on the streams and the different ways that they can capitalize on that and how they have to just see this as a business themselves. They, it, it's not like it used to be 20, 30 years ago. Now, before you had to go out and hit the parking lots and sell your tapes out the trunk, that that, that day is gone and, and buried. Now it's all about self-promotion and promoting the hell out of yourself. Um, I won't. I wouldn't depend on my friends to do much supporting because that you know historically that just doesn't go down that way. Your biggest fan base is going to be the strangers, and it may not necessarily be the ones in your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they want to get a label deal, the first thing labels look at is the numbers. They want to see how many how many um, streams you got. They want to see how big your fan base is, quote unquote friends, um, followers, and all that stuff. They want to see all that. So if the purpose is to get a deal, you have to concentrate on getting your numbers up, and that's going to involve. Uh, you know, engaging with your fans, not just not just sending them stuff in their email, listen to the song, you know, or in their inbox. Not, nobody wants to see that. You have to engage with them. Let, let people know your personality. Let them get to talk to you and stuff because as soon as they like your personality, they're going to be more in-depth to want to start supporting your music and just start building up your fan base that way. If you want to maintain and um, be an independent artist, do like Russ. Russ did that. He he turned around and um, you know, he got his numbers up, his fan base up, and he just got these really big numbers. And then he started booking shows himself. And now, if he goes to L.A. to book a show, it's more than likely going to get sold out. He's he's profited off of doing all this by himself. So you know, those are the two avenues I would tell him to go. And that was a long ass answer, wasn't it? It's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, man, let me let me ask you something. Are you a sports guy? I only watch the Lakers. Okay, good, good. We I tell you, man, brothers from another mother. That's it. That's it. Yep. I'm, I, that's what I do. I only watch the Lakers. Win, lose, or draw. That's my squad. You know. Yep. Um, what about football? I'm not really into football too much because okay. the politics of it is just oh, irritating. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, my team, my team. You know, even though I've been out here all my whole life, you know, when when LA didn't have a team, when the Rams left, I grew up as a Rams fan, and then when the Rams right. left, 
that was that was the team I grew up with with my dad, you know, because he was diehard right. Rams fan. But then we didn't have no team. I wasn't going to be no Raiders fan, and I wasn't going to be no Chargers fan going down to San Diego, and I wasn't going to be no 49ers going up north because I lived in the south, you know. And so yes, Dallas. I, I went all the way east, not New, not just New York, but upstate New York to Buffalo. <laughs> wow. And Buffalo Bills has been my squad since way, way back when Jim Kelly first came into the league. I know we ain't won no Super Bowl. For all y'all listening, talking about y'all ain't won nothing. Yeah, we just missed a field goal last week, last Sunday. Hurt my heart. But, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to be there you're like, somewhere. You're not like the very first one I've ever met. Yeah, I'm. I'm trust me, man. It ain't, it ain't too many... <laughs> You know, I, if you if you if you ever see me, I wear I wear the gear, Buffalo Bills. I got the hat, the jerseys. I got the the hoodies. I got I, everybody be like, you really rocking Buffalo Bills in in cap? Yep, and, and that's my spot. I, I rock I it like I wear that. my Laker gear. I rock it. I respect that so much. <laughs> you know, I, that's for real. I respect I, that because so many people are bandwagon fans. So if you can like a team that. Man, yeah, you got so much respect for me right now. Been wearing, I'm telling now. If you remember when the Rams left, that was in the early '80s, right? Yeah, mid '80s, really. When they left, they had we had the USFL out here, and then they mm-hmm. had the uh, they they had we had the LA Express playing in the Coliseum. Well, yep. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly was coming out of college, and then he went into the USFL. Because he was trying to figure out they, he was going to get drafted, and he didn't want to go to that team, so he went to the USFL. I said, wherever he go, wherever team he land, that's going to be my squad. And if he went, and that's where I've been. I, I, I'm a diehard man. I'm looking at stuff on my wall, but and in my household, everybody's different, man. You know, everybody's different. My son's a Colts fan. He's been he's been a Colts fan from way back. You know, he's a Peyton Manning coach fan, you know. So when Peyton Manning yeah. went there, that's, that was his squad, you know. That's his first quarterback growing up as a little kid. So he still, he goes, he even goes out to Indy to the game. That's how, but okay. you know, just like me, I go to Buffalo. I go to the game, you know. So, yeah. That's, that's, man, that's, it. that's it. Hey, let me ask a couple, few more questions here, man. Um, What, um... Where have you performed, and what's your favorite and least favorite venues to perform? Well, see, that's kind of hard because, like I said, I spent most of the 90s touring with uh, Thump Records, and we went, like, all over the country. But if I had to pick a I have two favorites. I have one that's not going to make too much sense to anybody, which would be El Paso, Texas, because that show – that show was bananas, and that was actually my, my first groupie experience. So I got to give props to, you know, El Paso for that. And then the easy one will be the L.A. Coliseum. I jumped off that stage about four or five times throughout my life, and that's probably why my back is a little bad now. But, uh, yeah, I jumped off that stage a lot. <laughs> Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, you was into it, man. You was into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. And my um, least favorite place would be swap meets. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Just yeah. just pick any swap meet. That that yeah. I'll give you one right off the top, man. Uh, the rhodium, right there. The rhodium in uh, in Gardena. I love going to the rhodium. I Real like going there to the shop back in the day, you know. But yeah. Nothing else, man. I'm good. The rhodium, man. One, one of my first DJs is uh, Tony A. And he took okay. over the um he took over the um the uh Rhodium mixtapes after Dre left. And then turned around and got with High C after I moved out to the IE. So uh yeah, I, I got a lot of love for the Rhodium. I got an upcoming interview coming up. I I'll tell you off air with, with who, since you just mentioned high high C. That's that okay. I'll tell you off air. But um yeah, it's gonna be nice. Um, let's see here. Another question. If if you could change your style to any other style, what style would you change it to, or would you keep it as is? King Crooked. Yeah. Okay. King Crooked. He's one of the dopest MCs I've ever heard. I'd, I'd have to put yeah, him right up there with Black Thought. I I I'm, I'm might would be right with you on that. And Black Thought is dope, man. I I don't know. A lot of people don't give him credit, but yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he he's bananas. Yeah, he is. I I, I would agree with you on that, brother. I would agree. All right, so let's see here. Let me ask. One more final question here, man, and, and mm-hmm. I want to say thank you so much for giving us the opportunity for this interview here and giving us an insight of who Doc Nasty is. And um, here's here's my question, man. Um, how, how can people reach out to you? Where do they reach out to you? If they, you know, they want to hear your music, where can they find it? Tell us where. I'm so easy to find. Um, Doc Nasty is the name I open up every account with. It's either Doc period Nasty, or well, that's usually what it is, or just Google Doc Nasty and all my stuff will pop up. Um, or you can go to my webpage, which is, which is twofaced.net, um, and that stands, that's an acronym that stands for two people. Oh, wait, two people here always chasing every dollar. So, you know, um, you can go to the website, uh, Instagram, doc.nasty. Um, you can go to Facebook and just put in Doc Nasty, and my fan page will pop up there, and my personal page will pop up there. Um, TikTok is. Uh, Call Me Doc Nasty, which has like 30-something thousand followers on it, which is just crazy to me. Um, okay, good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Well, look, man, it's been a pleasure, man, to, you know, to do this interview. We got one more final closing song 
um, that we're going to play for everyone. But I just want to say personally thank you for rocking with Tigers 315 Radio and granting us the opportunity to do this interview. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Venom. I am your host, so if you want to get in contact with Tigers 315 Radio, look us up on all social media outlets, or you can look us up at wordofmouth.com, and then that way you can uh, set up an interview as well. If you know any of any other independent artists that like to get their name out there a little more and try to you know have an interview to go along with the with your uh, the history of uh, getting everything going. Hey, look us up. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. And let's let's sit back and relax as we ride out to this next song, your closing song called "Who Bang" by Doc Nasty. And then we're out. <laughs> Ain't nobody dipping like us. Your whip is everything in chrome we trust. Yep. Trunk full of pumps and solenoid coil. Car culture started on this West Coast soil. On everything, candy paint turns heads. My biscuit interior makes sure it's inferior. Got me in the corners with the three wheel motion. Throwing up a dub, cause this is West Coast. And feel me, don't believe my system. Now, I make them get their walk on on the neighboring block. <laughs> a six deuce is trying to talk. Pancake your ride, but this ain't what you want. My whip does calisthenics like a Navy SEAL. A push up to his feet and tap dance on his heels. And when the touchdown, you can feel it bang. You know who it is by the way it swang. But let me say it again, just to make it clear Southern California is how we do that here. You ain't know what that must be like. Just like the show on a Sunday night. I got front and back and side to side. I keep it raised up. 20s on the asphalt, 13 inch Daytonas, watch a turtle walk. If they hungry, feed them all pancakes. Nigga, I hop the bit to Chevrolet. Three wheel motion, chrome undercarriage, reinforced A frame, go together like a marriage. This shit ain't never gonna play out. So take your little foreign whip and go and skate out. Cause over here it's dumps, pumps, and solenoids. While you're restricting in space, you trying to fill a void. All your shit can do is a donut. That's why we look at you silly when you roll up your top. The hater said he's switching gears. You lost, he gotta trade it in by next year <laughs> Plus he can't fit a plaque up in the window To keep it a bucket, you know that's kinda simple Me, I keep it old school like a Romy Rome I'm a master ace while sitting on this chrome You ain't know what that West be like Just like the show on a Sunday night Like what you see, just come inside be like, just like the shot on a Sunday night, like what you see, just climb inside, I got front and back and side to side.